Welcome to podcast number 70. It's been a bit coose around here this week and we have actually had a bit of snow today. Didn't last very long, but um, we did have a funeral and our limo was actually out in the sticks. He had to go, well, between Rotherham Bridge and Withiel and um, he said it was a bit dicey there at times, but um, that was first thing this morning. But um, I've had a couple of people did say, have you ever had funerals in snow? Well, I said, yes, I have. And I said, um, troll back through the podcast. And I had a look and tis the podcast back 3rd of December, year four last. So over a year ago now, but um, I think it's called Let It Snow. And there's old podcasts that are talking about funerals with the snow. But um, we had no trouble at all. Well, I didn't have any trouble. Erst didn't have any trouble. The limo did have a little bit of trouble today, but all was well. Um, I did mention last week when I was running, oh, I looked back and I mentioned the bridge here in Wade Bridge. You can see the different arches underneath. And our old mate, Phil Trevina, a couple of days later, he put a photo on, which I've copied. I've asked him if I could share it. He said, no problem. And I got a couple of photos. The fantastic they are. He've caught the bridge brilliant. You can see the arches, but also it is eye tied and is reflecting up. So I put them on my personal Facebook page and our RJ Bray Facebook page. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can just see it's a real old arch just in the background. You can see the different shape sort of thing. The other thing I want to mention is um, Warren, Warren Jago. We got his third part of his interview today. Well, last week and the week before, he did mention a bit of Trenant Vale and Nangurt. And for those of you that don't live in the town, tis going along Eglisell Road. There's a shop there on the corner, which we'll talk about in a minute. And there's a little lane that goes up. There's lots of little cottages and houses. And then you wind your way up, out, up to the top. And that's been like that forever. And to use me Cornish dialect word that I used last week, there have been hell up in town this week. Well, when I say hell up, a few people have got quite upset about it um, because what the counts have gone and done, they've put a gate at the top of the lane now so you no longer go down through. Now, in the past, I mean, I'm sure we've all used it as a shortcut. It is a proper little rat run, really, over the years. Even back when I started driving, you'd be queued up along Eglisell Road before the bypass. You could cut down through to Nant, whatever. So everybody kind of used it. But I think the reason they might have done it is there's so many new houses now that have been built just up the top of the lane. And I don't know if they've done a survey or what. I don't know if um, there is more traffic coming down through. But um, they've they've put a gate there. Now, I've had lots of friends over the years that have lived there at Trenant. And I remember years ago, um, I went to see Charlie Brooks one day because dear old Charlie, we... Very, I was very close to dear old Char, and I went to see him. And when I was going, I went at his front door, and I opened it, and I went to go out, and he grabbed my arm. He said, careful, mind. And, of course, their house, you open the door, you one step out, you're on the road. There's no pavement. And he said, um, they'll come tanking up and down here. And he was right. I looked, and this car was coming down. Well, he was like Michael Schumacher. He was tanking down there. And I can see it from their side too, because it is quite dangerous. 
But um, yeah, so it's been a real change to um, a part of Wade Bridge. Um, Trenant Vale is is no longer this run the cut through kind of thing rat run. But the other thing I was thinking about right on the end of Trenant, there on the corner there with Eglisell Road, it's a shop. Now it is a spa now. Before that, it was known as Pod Stores. But from when I was young, it was always known as Cox's Corner. Now, I don't know a lot about the shop, really. I say it was way before my time. Um, there is a lovely old photo that's been floating around the internet for quite a few years now, which I will put up, um, which is the photo of the shop. And the shop was owned by uh, Jay Cock. And it, he, it says on the side, Jay Cock, Excelsior Bakery and Restaurant. And tis quite an impressive thing. They got the Orson card outside there and everybody stood looking really smart. And say, myself, I don't really know a lot about it. But obviously, because the shop was there, everybody got to know that area there as Cox's Corner. And I was thinking, I mean, I still use it in and out. It's it's like um, you think over level crossing. I still say about the level crossing where the railway used to come over by what's now, is it C. Smith's chip shop? It used to be Lang's chip shop. Well, that's where the um, railway line was level with the road. So it was called level crossing. So you still get a few of us locals call that. And I still do hear a few people say, oh, over Cox's Corner. I thought to be class, really, if we can kind of keep that going, like it is a bit of old history. And Cox's Corner has got a bit more of a ring to it than the spar shop, I think. But you might not. But um, I'll put the photo on me RJ Bray Facebook page of Cox's Corner, the shop, and so you can have a good gag of it. And if anybody knows a bit more about the shop, Perhaps let us know, and then I can say a bit more about it in the podcast next week. And with me funerals over the last week, um, we've been fairly busy as usual, but um, you do get coincidences with funerals. I might have said this before, like you may have a song that you've never had before, and then two funerals later, another family have chose the same songs, just things like that. But we had this week, we had um, two funerals, and the the two people involved, they didn't live that far apart, really, only a few miles. And so we got the first funeral. And in the eulogy, you hear how he was in the forces and he was actually there at the Falklands um, with the war when we had the war with Argentina. And he was one of the ones in charge of the um, army medical, the hospital there. I think he's the in the RAMC like father was years ago, and he was one of the ones in charge of the, the hospital there. And then just two days later, we are listening to another eulogy just a few miles up the road, and it's about this really well-known photographer of wildlife, and they were over the Falklands to take photographs of all the wildlife and everything, and they were stuck there because the Falklands War started. So these two people that live so close to each other, I don't know if they ever met, but they were both on the Falklands at the same time when the war was going on. And it's just little coincidences like that. It really makes you think. And finally, before we get to Warren, quite a few of you have asked how my ankle's doing. Well, I'm coming on good. He's still a bit swollen 
in places I'm just feeling it now and also he's still a bit painful if I kind of bend and if I stretch him one way but if I walk normally and run normally I'm fine and I have got you know me training runs in this week but um he's still in 100% but I'm definitely heading in the right direction so we'll now go over now to me last bit of me interview with Warren and then I'll come back to it directly and we'll do a me Cornish word and me Cornish dialect. So here goes. Uh, people got away. See, they lived right. Yeah. They wouldn't, I mean, people live a long time. You, yeah. you, you, I had not any youngsters. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm bloody 80, but I mean, I could drop off next week, but you don't know. But see, there'll be people dying younger now. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Well, you take uh, our friends, Mrs. Gordon, look. Yeah. Other day. And uh, Francis, dear old Francis, look. Yeah. See, dear of her. Yeah, hello, you. Yeah. My man, Peter, look. Did yeah. you do he? Peter. Peter Poole? Yes, did. Yeah, Peter, yeah. Fr- frightened everybody out there. Yeah. Just had his leg done, look. Gone, boom. Yeah. Do you take father's, old father's brother, look. Old but one. Out in Canada, Jim, he lived to 101 in three months. And he was riding a horse up to his 95 <laughs> with, a, with an oxygen bottle in the saddlebag. Cool. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't give up. See, 100 square miles he owned. Yeah. Hell of a bit of grave, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, B- Battling Bill, that's a boxer in the family, champion of Cornwall twice. Right. He lived to his 88. Father lived to his 96. Harry, Harry was told not to work. After he had a heart attack, I mean, tore down quarry up some Brewery. Don't work no more. Uh, uh, just do light work. Yeah. Now he had digging a bloody garden, but he had two great, four, three, four bloody great boys to dig a trench, and now he had to go and do it. Found a date in the bloody garden. Uh-huh. That was the end of that. Well, he had a batch of kids. He had about seven children. Right. Four or five maids, two or three boys. Well, they've all gone now. The mm. boys are all gone. Yeah. Jake's was the first to go. He was oldest. Same age as my brother, nine year older than me. Uh, Raymond, Keith Jago, uh, Ian Jago's his boy. Yeah, yeah well, he's that's like, right. First cousin to me, eh? Yeah, that's right. We well, they have all gone. See, all the maids is gone but one. Yeah. See, they all went before their time's up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, used to say, you know, funny, sir, some people die young and some people live up the last minute. <laughs> you know, old saying, isn't it? Eh? Yeah. Oh, funny. Oh, God, you could go on for hours with it, can't you? Oh, lovely. Oh, well, always with a bad job. We was, um, first job we had was local. Right. Uh, Callington. For, um, the bloke that used to, uh, it was called Sandricott, used to, uh, own our Dingles. All right. South Clemsland. So we, uh, pulled in there. Laurie come up with all the scaffolding gear on board that you need. And, uh, oh, I was from Wheaton of, um, that area. Yeah. Pulled in excitement money. Spoke with money a fortnight before, so wrong this number. This guy appeared out of nowhere. Handsome looking man, lovely blonde hair. Well done. Tie on. Yeah. I said, We're looking for Mr. Sandrick Mr. Sandricock. He said, I'm the man. I said, Well, this is supposed to be done. He said, If you've got waiting time, I'll pay it. It's my fault. We've been so busy. Oh. But I'll get it done. Yeah. If you want to wait here till I clear the site, he said, well, well, do what you like, but I will pay your wages. I said, right, no trouble with that. So anyway, in comes this, well, Dabby Stainer, really. In comes this low loader, 
good old ERF, just loaded with a good old bulldozer on it. Right. Oh, I said to my brother, I said, you know, boy, a bloody battery will never turn that over. Never start that. I think it was 12 cylinder. Cool. Cool. But you don't start now with a bloody uh, battery. Right. You start a donkey engine on. Oh. And a donkey engine got a clutch on it. So you just put this lever for it, and you, there's valve lifters on the 12 cylinders. Yeah. So you get three or, three or four firing up, and you start firing all the valves. <laughs> up you go, two stacks yeah. on them, blazing. And he leveled outside an hour and a half, within a quarter inch. Marvellous. Marvellous. And uh, funny enough, the chap worked with Howard Coleman, lived named Water Rat. Yeah. He, um, it's his brother that was driving him. Oh, was it? Funny, isn't it? Yeah. He didn't know it. He said, don't spoil it. What, don't mix up. You're going to go down travel, do we? Because uh-huh. Edward never had nothing. No. He never had a car or nothing, see? No bike. Never had a bike even. No. Oh, good days. Oh, marvellous. Marvellous yeah. jobs. Uh, we worked for um, worked for that guy, dug out the trenches, uh, built that place, and we had bonus on that job. Instead of earning me 33 pen a week, I finished up there with 50 pen a week. Cool. That was marvellous. Yeah. We'd done that job. For the work we had to do, we'd done that one in eight days. Did he really? Yeah. Usually take a fortnight. Yeah. We'd done that one eight days, lovely weather. And we'd done that one up China Downs, up I should turn in the Goat Trail. That yeah. one on the corner. We'd done that one. We'd done that one in a week. <laughs> You're right. We built that chimney right up, put the, put the cap on in a day, me and my brother. Yeah. First time I ever done it on the firm. Because we had some money on that job. Yeah. Oh, just good work. And we went up Bampton working. We had a lodge up there. The bloke, oh, he was like a bloody island chief. Right. He was called MacLean Bullen. Right. So we got up there. And of course, we couldn't get through because the road, get in, and it got a pile of rubble in the middle. It was on the moors. So uh, I said to the boys who were working, I said, how the hell can we get in here? He said, you hang on long enough. He said, well, you better drive in. Right. I said, well, you've got a hell of a stack of stuff here. Anyway, with that up, it's coming to uh, old JCB wire. Right. Not hydraulic type, old wire type. Yeah. Old digger, up he comes, great with a grub stash on him. What's the problem? I said, we are from Woolaways and um, come to do your bungalow. You're a day early. I said, I don't think so. Yeah. Showing the documents. Okay, he said, I suppose i got to pay, which he had to, of course. Yeah. So anyway, he had to level it all out and done this. And we went in over this old rockety road. He was doing that all up, see. And, uh, and we went and he, this site was perfect now. Beautiful place. We had to do septic tank and all there. Uh, build the bungalow, a 42-foot bungalow. Uh, trains, back in let gullies and all the gear. Septic tank, oh, beautiful. Yeah. But when he had built, he moved in and let the farm labour go in his house. Because his house had fallen down. Oh, no. Oh, the typical, don't sit roll like that. Yeah. Down to new. We done it for farmers down there. They'd done the same caper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, through Woodland. Through Woodland. Um, uh, Vinton Gimps. Yeah. Down there, Willoughby's and Vinton go all over, all over. Wellington. Probably. Uh I can't think uh, what other job was called. Up the back of Plymouth, we'd done a job. Christ, we had a great old rock there. Had to get a blaster in. And he blew, I tell you what, smart man. Yeah. He'd done it with a jumper bar. Uh, to the bar, straight bar, but in the middle he got a lump. Right. So, of course, that's the weight, see? Yeah. Lifting up and dropping. You're not going to push it down. And he drilled in and put a bit of 
powder in whatever they use and they put a gallon of it in a big chain. Yeah. Didn't upset nothing. No. When any blow it up any trench mister, cleans a whistle. Yeah. Oh, smart man. Yeah, so we've gone on and done that. So that place we can sink no more. So uh, master job that was. Then we went down, done a job for the man that invented the bloody hand grenade. Oh, right. Scrub shrapnel. Yeah. You've heard of shrapnel, mate? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the man. It's Grandfather. we done a job for E down Marazion. Lovely chap, bit of a hippie, but uh, yeah, he had everything exactly. we done trains for him as well. Yeah. Oh, lovely, lovely job. Down west. I love it down west. Yeah. If I had a chance to go over again, yeah. I'd live down west, not here. Yeah. Because this area is absolutely ruined. Yeah. I mean, we money locals here. There's yeah. Mike Cock down the road here. Yeah. Four or five houses down. I mean, I've got all the big Cornish around me. My boy live over there. My daughter live next door. My grandson's up there. My granddaughter's in the bottom flat. I'm all Cornish. Yeah. And um, yeah. I ain't saying I shouldn't sell it. I think I say keep the visitor out or nothing. But the, oh, six houses down. Mike Cox, he's a local boy. Uh, no more than. No more. No, there are no more locals. No, no more locals left. No. Turning to go to Crawford, there's one or two left in there. Penn Main, there's one or two. Yeah. Uh, Roger Tucker used to be down bottom of Rock, yeah. Rock Boy. Stuart Robertson. Yeah. Uh, Masters is down the bakery. Yeah, I can't think of any other way. I had a boat. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, I started off, I bought a little Shetland. Yeah. Little Shetland off uh, Robertson up here. Yeah. Oh, he's a local boy. That's Stuart's father. Yeah, Stuart's father, Ken Robbie. Yeah, bought yeah. a Shetland. Oh, he's all right, but he, he wasn't much of a sea boat because he had a bloody plastic window. Right. So uh, then I bought a dory, 18-foot dory, Dalkey dory, go, go like the wind, man. Yeah. I should ski. You get the bre- waves breaking on the bar, you can ski in on that one with yeah. twi- twin 50s on the back. Woof, come in a bit of one. Cool. Then Edward Old, out in tire, he got keeping bees with us and got to our booze nodding. He said, why don't we have a decent boat, like 25-foot diesel engine? I said, right, we'll pick one. Oh, let me go for there. We'll pick one up. So we looked in it. Well, there's the clock. Eight o'clock, by that. Fantastic clock. Well, you've changed over from ordinary tunes, eh, to Christmas tunes, Christmas. Go. Very good. Yeah, we had we a boat built then. Um, we bought the hull from um, Yorkshire, Whitley right. Bay, and um, we had two local boys. Um, the builder's father, I can't think of his called now, he, he died young, hell of a young. Right. But of a cycling man, too, he was, I can't think of his name. Barnard was the other one out, but uh, they fit in out for us. I said, don't have that silly little three-eighths bloody marine ploy anymore. And have the half inch. Right. And you go into the Atlantic waves right in, bump, bump, don't worry about it. Yeah. So then we had lifeboat windows. Yeah. We sent away and got there twice or three times the price of anything else. So um, we, we sent to the gang and we bought it. That was from Whitley Bay as well. What well, happened? We get a wave smashing right into it. You know, full flat out. We said, what are that? Sure. He said, just... Should be nearly half inch thick. He said it's reinforced. Yeah. He wasn't going to hurt it. He said, turn on your pumps, 
get in the cuddy and head home. He said, nothing will happen to the boat. So when Smithy put the engine in, he had, uh, he had to do something with fiberglass and that. He had half a can and half a bucket left. So he put it up the front, the fiberglass over the front. He said, you could run into a rock with this one. He said, you wouldn't hurt him. Yes, you wouldn't put a hole in it. Anyway, but he was a bit front heavy then. Right. So we had a 75 horse Ford in it. Then we finished that with 120 horse Mitsubishi Turbo in it. Yeah. I go, wouldn't he go, man? Yeah. He took 22 knots. <laughs> go, he shift. Yeah, so we, we had that one for about eight, nine years. I was every Friday off of work, take my son out and the expecting son-in-law then, Craig, was with Maria. Yeah. And we'd go fishing every Friday, in the summer, of course. Oh, lovely days. Yeah, good yeah. days. Yeah. And then you got into the honey as well? No. Well, I started it off. Poor old Nobby Sleeman, Dennis Sleeman down here. Yeah. He had a few wives. Right. Uh, me and brother built a garage for before I left school, right. uh, built a garage for an energy. had six eyes of bees in her. And uh, he well, didn't bother us when we built the garage, but um, I always fancied those, fancied those bees a bit. And he gave us a bit of money when they were working. Yeah. And Volley come up, I know he, they found him dead on, before your time, I think. They found him dead on, they, they, went, they were sit down, uh, playing golf with John Wills and I, yeah. Peter Keat, next door. Yeah. And, he said, you can't bloody quiet, are they? He went over, and he had his arm like that, with his fingers, oh. and his fag was still burning in his fingers. Oh, get away. Poof, gone. Gone. He had a bad heart, see? So, she rung me up. I said, do you want, do you want, he'd go Dennis. You want Dennis's bees? I said, well, how much you want for him? No, they'll come take him away. So, we went down one night, stopped them in, and brought him up here. Right. Because we've always lived here, see? Yeah. So, you've got six acres here. Yeah, I see. So, of course, put him out in the backfield. Then somebody out White House, out White Acres, White House, out uh, to Betherick, uh, as they used to know, deliver cakes to, um, when she had her own cake round out to Betherick. Yeah. Rung Heather up and said, do you want the husband's bees? Because they were stinking everybody. So he had three eyes there, so I did. So that's what kicked it off. And uh, But I didn't suffer with it then. But um, one evening... Uh, Weybridge beekeepers come out because we've member of course yeah and of course I had my suit on oh, but my hat on and uh, walking over towards uh, the back entrance field there and the bloody bees passed everybody and stung me oh. so I said that's it Heather you got the bees I don't want no more doing it no so now I think we build up now to about 20 24 25 wives right so of course poor Eddie had a big heart attack yeah we still can't then yeah he come to see us down there, and he said, "Do you mind if I buy this from same amount of bees and join in with, with you gang?" Yeah. I said, "Be yeah, ideal." Well, I can I can't help her now because I get, I get the I don't get an anaphylactic shock. I get a reaction, right? And I, you know I swell up, but I, it, it doesn't affect me heart or nothing. No, but uh, I get a bit like that with it. You know yeah. I, I don't I don't swell up or nothing. So I said, "Look, the more I touch these bloody bees, I don't mind coming dressing up, carrying on even now, even the van, yeah. or cut the sights out. Yeah. I should do all that, like you know, because we moved around place to place. We had about Rodliffs, down down Mount Oak, right, uh, Nuki, uh, Delabow. So fellers up we went to Delabow, uh, Mount Oak. The fellers then we went, yeah. but all around really, all around here, yeah. Uh, of course, Pentire." 
back at the electric station out there right, on the Port Isaac Road. Port Isaac, that down to Wetha, we yeah. had does it always down there. And what you do, you pay your farmers a pound ninety per hour per year. Oh, That's the rent. Yeah. That's the standard beekeeper's rent, that is. Yeah. But in America, they pay you. <laughs> and in England, you've got to pay they. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dave, I'm drying up. I don't want more to say, really. No. Well, I think that's very good for a first episode, don't yeah, you? Yeah, very good, very good. You come again in a couple of years. Yeah, if definitely. I was, if I'm still here. Oh, you if, will if, be. If you will have me. <laughs> very welcome. Pleasure to see you. Yeah, well, thank you very much, Warren. That's been proper, mate. You're welcome. And then say we'll come out again in a year or two time. Yeah, right. Fine. Proper job. Proper. Thank you, mate. Well, I hope you've enjoyed the last three weeks here with Warren. There have been some lovely tales there and uh, very enjoyable, very enjoyable. For me Cornish word of the week, I thought, seeing we did have a bit of snow today, twin up much, but we did have a bit, I thought I'd have the Cornish word for snow, which is erg, erg. And for me Cornish dialect, I mean, we've just had so much rain over the last few weeks. You come back from a churchyard and you lag, there's mud on your shoes and that. And a lovely Cornish dialect word is beastly. So you come back and you say, God, my blimmin' shoes, my trousers ain't beastly. So I think that's what that'll be for this week. Right, well, I'm heading off again now, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I've got another interview I've done today with a dear old workmate of mine, and i just got to do a bit of editing and that, and that'll be definitely next week. I'm sure I'll get two episodes out of it, so... um, yeah, lovely, another little interview. But um, I'll leave you for now. Wish you well. I hope you have a good week. Do Guinness. Carnobus Vicken.